You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. Welcome back to the Joe Rogan Experience. Hey, 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 Joining hey. us tonight is Kevin Smith. Wait, wrong, wrong show, right? Yeah, uh, I, I wish I had their numbers. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah, I wish we had their numbers. Yeah. What's going on, Scott? How you doing? Doing pretty you, good. You man. okay over there? Kind <laughs> of looking a little sour faced, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good, man. Good? It's a wonderful, wonderful evening. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good myself. <laughs> Bless you. Gotta get that out. Bless you. Yeah. Bless you. Thank you for covering your mouth. I appreciate oh, it. No, I'm giving any of that Rona. Uh, how we how we doing, Scott? We didn't uh, meet last week. I was I was feeling a bit under the weather uh, last mm-hmm. week, so we kind of didn't meet. So we had a weekend off. But we're back. How we doing? We're back. We're ready to go. Uh, it's my birthday week. Is it? Yeah. I got a birthday coming Facebook up. Facebook hasn't told me yet, so I didn't know. Well, that's, that's, okay. that's okay. It will tell you the day of, but uh, I hate my birthday, man. Why? What's wrong with your birthday? I have the worst birthday. The time of year, August 25th is my birthday. It's the worst time of the year, the end of summer. I'm a big fan of summer. Yeah, but you that's a could be a good thing, though. You know, you end summer with a bang, your birthday. Mm, nah, nah. Usually, when I was a kid, so many times... My birthday fell on the first day of school. Let me tell you how much that sucks. And it's like my wife, who is a school teacher, and my kids. It's like their first week of school. So I'm always by my fucking self yeah. on my birthday anyway. So um, you're not going to hear me have a sob story. Plus, you're, I'm, I'm at the point where it's like, okay, now. I can, how, I can don't have to age anymore. I've, how I've reached old that point. are you turning this year? 37. 37. You had to think about it for a second. I did have to think about it. quick math in your head. I did have to think about it. 37. 37. So you're at that point now where your birthday really doesn't matter anymore anyway. It like, hasn't mattered like, for it, years. I think, I think after 30, maybe. 30 might be like the last big birthday you can possibly have because you're exiting your 20s. You're exiting your party phase, ideally, and you're full on, full into adulthood. So after that point, birthdays are for kids. Yeah. Birthdays are for kids. Silly um, Scott. Yeah. What are you talking about, lady? Comics are for kids. <laughs> oh, I meant to do this because actually, yeah. actually, dude, since uh, since we're coming live on Facebook and we're picking up a lot of new people who have not listened in the past, so we're gonna have, we're gonna we're gonna pay the bills here. We're gonna say, hey, welcome if you're new. Welcome to For Your Distraction. If you've been here, if you've you know us. Thank you. Adam, Scott, we've been doing this show for, is it episode 222? This is episode 222. Two twos. I, the deuces. Yeah, the deuces. Take, yeah. A deuce, take a deuce tonight. We're taking a deuce. Uh, I would imagine it's been like, what, six years? Something like that? God. It's been stupid long. I know that's for damn sure. What are we doing with our lives? This, obviously. <laughs> We're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I actually uh, have people contacting me and like... They're like, oh, what are your, what is your show? What do you, you can do on your show? Uh, I'll tell you about this off air. I, I meant to tell you this before. I forgot yeah. till now. But 
throwing you on throwing you on the bus right now. But it's like, I'm like, yeah, our show's a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. A little bit. We're jack of all trades, but master of none, dare I say. Um, yeah, yeah. I've heard there's more to that quote, by the way. I've heard that's not the entire quote. It's, it's, like, one of the, it's like one of those weird things. Bullshit. I heard there's like more to the qu- well, quote. Do you know the rest of it? I think it's something along the lines of jack of all trades, master of none, uh, but still gets the bitches <laughs> done. I don't know. Like... <laughs> I, I can't remember, but I know that there's more to that quote. Well, you can't just be like, oh, there's more to that quote. I'll look it up. I don't, I don't know what it, it up. is. I'll look it up. I don't know what it is. You, but, you, you vamp. I'll look it up real quick. All right. Well, so, yes, we've got a lot of new listeners and watchers on social media. So, thank you. Um, yeah, Adam and I, we just sit here and we talk about whatever. Like I said, the jack of all trades, which there is completely no more to that quote. So, don't, <laughs> don't look into it anymore. Okay, here it is. So... The complete saying was really, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than the master of one. So it's apparently the quote isn't jack of all trades, uh, master of none. That is, as so a jack of all trades is a master of none. There's that, there's that one word that's apparently missing in the quote that's used today. A jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master for one, of one. Okay. So well, so that's not the whole quote. That's a bunch of bullshit. Anyway, <laughs> what's going on in the world? Uh, Scott, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about this. We kind of steered away from like a lot of the big topics that are in the world today. We kind of been steering away from like the whole politics and big like terrible war. We've, we've been trying to have a lot more fun lately doing fun mm-hmm. stories. But I want to talk briefly about... Uh, some shit that's been bugging me. One thing is the current conversation about unemployment and labor and whether or not people should be paid uh, a livable wage or what even a livable wage means in this country. Because Mm. there's been a lot of discourse. There's been a lot of like yelling back and forth. And the thing that kind of set me off was there was this TikTok with uh, John Taffer if you don't know him, he's, he's like Taffer or Tapper. It's Taffer. Okay. If you don't know him, he's basically one of those like the Gordon Ramsay esque right? kind of people, where he's he like he has a show called Bar Rescue, and he goes in there, he's like takes go down like a rundown bar, yeah, yeah. and he fixes it up and does like the whole Gordon Ramsay thing with what he does with the restaurant. Well, Gordon Ramsay is a celebrity chef. I yes. don't think John Taffer is a chef. No, but he always brings in chefs. To no, I think his experience is he's managed like many. He's a success- business guy. Yes, and he's managed business. like many successful bars or some shit like he that. Has, That's kind of yeah. how he got to start. Maybe I don't. I don't know his full story, but I always kind of I like the show because I I'm a guilty pleasure for those kind of shows. I love uh, all the Gordon Ramsay stuff, and this show was really fun when I watched it. Okay. and I used to like him. But I never like liked him because I thought he was a good guy. Like he he was an asshole, but I thought he was like a chill, like cool asshole who like gets down to business, but also is like uh, I my think, kind of asshole. I think like especially Gordon Ramsay. I think he is playing a character on his show. I think he's being an asshole on purpose. So I kind of thought that Taffer was being the same way. I. But- I, I don't think it's all an act. There's got to be some anger in there. There's got to be. If you've never known like, any chefs, like you know, they get the cooks and chefs in the restaurant environment. They are the angry ones. Oh, they are. They're yeah. absolutely the angry ones. And 
And so, yeah, I used to like, I used to like him. I don't know how you felt about him or his show, Bar Risk. I enjoyed the show. I, I didn't watch it regularly, but I'm, I've seen it. I watched a number of episodes. Well, if you don't know, he was on Fox News recently. Um, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm sorry? I'm going to stop you right there. Because right there is the first red flag. He was on what? Uh, Fox News. Fox News. Yeah, he was okay. on Fox News. He was talking to, um, I can't remember her name. Laura Ingram? Yes, there it is. Laura Ingram. And, and I, the fact that I know that. Yeah. So, yeah, you know a yeah, lot, apparently. Um, he was on there, and they were talking about unemployment going on okay. in this country and, and trying to get people, in, the, in their way they put it, they're trying to get people back to work. Where everybody else is putting it, we're trying to get people to get paid better so they can live their lives. So there's kind of like mm-hmm. two sides of the argument. And he was saying essentially something that along the lines alluded to referring to the average worker as a dog. And he basically said, and he used an analogy for it when he was talking, he basically is all for sh- shutting off all the unemployment for the people. I think Laura Ingram made this weird. I think she said something like, oh, we need to stop unemployment for the ones that are being lazy, but how do you prove that there are people just being lazy or anything like that? Like, exactly. So he was all in favor of, like, completely, completely stopping the unemployment mm-hmm. um, benefits for people. And the way he basically meant to he, – he phrased it as we got to get people hungry to get back to work. And you can't get people hungry if you're just giving them food to put on their table and money and stuff like that. You can't make people hungry to get back to work. And he made it the analogy that he's like, I know this guy who trains um, like police dogs. And he basically said, and they feed their dogs only at nighttime because a hungry dog is an obedient dog. And so basically alluding to the fact that as long as you kept the dogs hungry during the day, they'll be obedient because they'll assume you're going to give them food and you give them food at the night as like a pseudo reward. But it basically was comparing the American worker or the American non-worker now who's on unemployment to essentially dogs. And that's how they, that's how you can tell a lot of the higher up people look at people because Loringer laughed about it, like, oh, I like all this. And then now you can basically see how they see us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. He, he's John Taffer's a multimillionaire. So is Lord Ingram. They can sit in their ivory tower and call the American worker, the American middle class. She can. They, they can call them lazy or dogs or whatever, but they're they're just they're assholes. They have no yeah. idea. They don't understand how it is today. It, it, <clears throat> I mean, I I got a tick tip my hat. I don't do this much, but Gen Zs, all those Gen Zs out there, good job. They they're they're kicking ass out there, man. I'm loving the Gen Zs because us millennials, we sucked at this. We worked the shit jobs. Yeah. We did. We worked the worst fucking jobs for the littlest pay, and we did it because we were raised by our boomer and older Gen X parents who instilled in us that you have to work, you have to do this, you have to, it's part of life. So we were miserable. That's why we're all freaking well, depressed because you now. could do it back then. Like, I remember when I was a kid, my mother, she worked full time as a cook at Eaton Park. And was able to afford not not a lavish one, but it was decent enough a two story apartment with two bedrooms, and she was able to afford that working full time as a cook. So, like you could you you could do that. That's I understand why they have that mentality. I'm not like 
giving any props to them because but you, they just don't understand now you could do that then but you can't do I, that now I, I mean i'm not going to argue with what the boomers are doing because if you look at what rent costs back then yeah. what school costs back then just the cost of living back then to today it, it's a it's a completely different universe but what the gen z's are doing is they're giving their middle finger to people like john taffer and they're saying no I, i'm not gonna do this job I don't want to work yeah. for $9 an hour and work like this bullshit job in a hot kitchen or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to. If you, if you want me to work that job, then you pay me right. Or if you don't only want me to work easy, then pay me the $9. But if, if you want me to work in a shit job, then you better pay me what's yeah. worth. And this is for years. I heard conservatives say, well, well if you don't like your job... If you don't think your job pays enough, then quit and find a new one. So guess what the Gen Z's said? Okay. So they quit. And now all these people like, why can't I get my Taco Bell? Why is my Burger King closed? Why is there only one lane open at Walmart? Why doesn't any people, kids are lazy. That's it. They're lazy. Yeah. They want to stay home and play video games and live off of their Biden bucks. No, we don't. We want to get good paying jobs, quality paying jobs. We don't want to be lazy. We don't. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. It, if these jobs don't want to close or put signs on their doors that say nobody wants to work, I guarantee if you pay your workers better, people will show up. I also heard, and I haven't like deep delved, I haven't deep dove into this story, but I had heard that there were people that were actually like actively trying to get jobs and there were some businesses that were saying they were hiring but they weren't hiring them and they had found out that apparently um there's this uh grant or something like that or this loan program through the government where if you don't have enough employees to like stay open or stay open as much as you can you get money from the government mm -hmm. so there's some businesses maybe it's the maybe it's the mi minimal amount of them but there's some businesses that are like not hiring people purposely because they want the free money from the government there is... That's what I had heard. I haven't, like I said, I didn't uh, There's like... an example of that. There, there's a mill nearby where we work. And they had a sign out in front of their building that said, Now hiring, starting $25 an hour. I think this is the one we were talking about, yes. like, off-air. And you were going to go for it, and I was talking to you about it because my mom told me about mm -hmm. it. And I was like, I could go for something like that, I yes. guess. $25 an hour. Well, here's the thing. I looked into it. A friend of mine looked into it, and I saw people all the time on the Well, look at places like this that's paying $25 an hour. And they I've can't those find are it. quiet. They've been a qu little quiet well, lately. Yeah, they've been quiet because they know. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. But here's the thing. I, I contacted this place. They have this sign out front. Guess how many jobs they had available for $25 an hour? Uh, I can do it in three languages. Uno, un, one. One. Yeah, we talked about this. They had one freaking job that was paying 25 and they put it on a sign and then everybody in the internet was like see see yeah, there's I, job there's I remember one this. job i remember this one congratulations to that one person who got that job but that doesn't help everybody that doesn't help us i love the fact that those people are quiet now <laughs> they're, they're they're done they really, are. They're, they really are i haven't seen a post like that in a long time it's been some months yeah can uh, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Can we also, while we're on this, while we're on the subject, can we um, talk about the difference between livable wage and 
um, comfortable wage? Because I've seen this argument happen before, and I think there's a lot of people that are on the opposite side of raising minimum wage who think that we're all wanting a higher wage because we want a more comfortable wage, when in reality, what we want is a livable wage, as in a wage where we can make our utility payments, our rent, we can, in this country, buy health insurance and have dental and shit like that, and be able to put food on our tables for our families. Right. I think when they they think that, they think comfortable wage, where it's like, you want all that, plus you want a little extra for your savings, some retirement, you want to go on a couple of vacations a year, yada, yada, yada. I think that's what a lot of them are thinking. I think they think that we already get that, like on the minimum wage, like the first part, the livable wage portion. I yeah. think there's a, there's a big difference between livable wage and comfortable wage. And we're talking about livable we wage. We want a livable wage. Minimum yes. wage is not a livable no. wage. I make just under $11 an hour and I'm not even at a live. I have to supplement my income with some student loans and stuff like that to kind of help pay for rent to mm -hmm. make ends meet. So I think there's like a major difference that I think people are confusing. I've like got terms so or much, something. I've got so much debt, dude. So much debt. I'm going to be in debt the rest of my life. Like <coughs> to me, debt isn't a big deal when people are like, Oh, our country's racking up the debt some more. I don't give any Fs about that at it's all. It's been happening forever. It's going to keep happening. I don't care. Countries are going to go I'm in and, debt. Yeah. I'm in debt and I'm fine. But it, There's a lot of us that are going to spend the rest of our lives on debt. I think I'm a big Chris Rock fan. Love Chris Rock. I think, he, I think it was him in one of his stand-ups. He was talking about minimum wage. He's like, jobs that pay you minimum wage, basically saying, if I could legally pay you any less, I would. <laughs> And I'm like, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wow, that, that's it. And I hear from other people that say, oh, there shouldn't even be a minimum wage. Yeah. I, I, I hate I that, that argument. Too. I hate that argument so much. Like I've, I've heard, I've, I've actually had this conversation with somebody else who we were talking about it and I was like, we want more jobs and better paying jobs. And he was like, well, get rid of the minimum wage and then you can let companies pay whatever they want and they can pay competitive rates. And then if they pay less, they can add more jobs. And I'm like, can't they do that now? That doesn't solve the problem. Yeah. Like you're adding more jobs. You're adding more jobs that make less money. So the people just have to go out and get more jobs. They can do that now. Yeah. This is like, like if you want to be a job that pays seven twenty five an hour, Fine, nobody's gonna come work for you. But the other job across the street, maybe they're paying fifteen dollars an hour. Well, guess where the people are gonna work? The fifteen dollars. So that that's the whole. I'm all for. Listen, I'm a socialist. I've said on this show many times. But there's a few things about capitalism and the free market that I'm okay with, and one is competition. Yes. Competition to drive prices down. Yes, I get that. I understand. I understand that economic model, and it works. Yeah. But. You can still accomplish that with a minimum wage. A minimum wage doesn't prevent competition at all. It gives you a starting point. Yes. That's all it is. And too many freaking jobs are hovering around that starting point. They're using that starting point as a gauge. No, no, that's where you're supposed to start. Keep going. Keep going. And these are what the people who aren't taking these jobs, they're driving them to do. And I love it. And can we stop this whole thing of that everybody's saying like, oh, minimum wage is meant for teenagers and minimum wage is meant for is meant for starting positions to like learn the workforce and then it's not meant to like live on and stuff like that. Like, can we stop this? Because we all know it's not true. We all know that's not what it was intended to do. We've all seen the same fucking quote and everything like that. We've all heard him say it. Like, yes, it's not true. Like, it, it's it's just not true. You go to McDonald's, which is a minimum wage paying job. And, minimum, and McDonald's is a multi-billion dollar company. Yes. 
they make so much money off the backs of their burger flippers that they pay seven twenty-five an hour. It's completely rotten. And people will say stuff like, oh, McDonald's, that, that, that's the first job I ever had in high school. That job is made for high school people. Last time you've been to McDonald's, are they all young people working there? No. 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 More often than not, they're an adult or an older person. And let's just let's just let's just say if it was just young people, during the year, that would mean that McDonald's couldn't be open during the day because all of their workers would be in school. Yeah. But you can go to McDonald's at any time during the day and it's Some open. of them are open twenty four seven. Exactly. So if they're kids, how can they work while school like school time? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. If we if we lived by that, I'm not gonna say, well, I'm gonna say rule that people are saying there should be a rule. If if we lived by that rule where these minimum wage jobs are only for kids in high school and stuff like that to learn how to uh, work and stuff like mm-hmm. that, imagine all those same people that are saying that couldn't get their fucking McDonald's coffee in the morning on their way to work because the shit would be closed. It wouldn't and guess be open. who they blame? The kids that don't want to work. Yeah. People don't want to work. No, we don't want to work for terrible wages yeah. pay your workers better and people will want to work for you it doesn't matter what kind of job it is a job is a job and if you take a job and you're working like 35 40 hours a week or something like that you should be able to afford at least a modest small bed one bedroom apartment or just whatever you know like you should be able to and that's kind of how it should be the last the last flex that i want to i want to talk about real quick and we can move on to something else because i want to talk about this all night is the can we stop the the i work more than 40 hours a week, so don't uh, talk up to me or something or talk down to me or some shit like that. Like, the, there's the people out there that are like, I work 80 hours a week. I work 100 hours a week. I work all these hours a week. Just stop that flexing bullshit. Like, it's fine if that's what you want to do, but you're not a better person because you decided to give double, sometimes triple the amount of time a week to a job or something like that. Like, I agree. I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. What about the people who are like, you mean to tell me you think somebody who folds clothes at Walmart should make more money than somebody who drives an ambulance? And my answer to that is, no, the people who drive the ambulance should be making more money too. Yeah. Clearly. And I'm from the school of thought, like, if but- I'm getting mine, I don't care if you're getting yours. Like, the you're- people who are competitive and say, well, I only make... $15 an hour. How does somebody at McDonald's make 12 That's not fair. They're making almost as much as me. So what? You're still making what you want to make. So what if they make it too? Yeah. I, you're, the thing is, like, they think about addition by subtraction. Like, yes. if you want more, yes. then I guess we'll give this person less. <clears throat> like, that's, that's the way they think. Like, the reason why I thought about this, because there was this um, TikTok video I saw. It all goes back to TikTok. Um, the dude's Love name is yourself Col- some TikTok. The dude's name is Colton, and he had this this video where it's like he was in a hard hat, and he was have this big wrench, and these gloves. And he looked like he was on, like, a construction site or, like, a milling site or something like that. And it was just him and just the selfie of his face and stuff like that. And he had captions above that said, if you work less than 100 hours a week, don't raise your voice at me. As if, like, he's better than everybody else because he works 100 hours a week at some milling job or whatever. Now, it's not he's all... He's in a cult. He's, like, yeah. being a, Also, Also, it's, like, one of those kind of, like, milling jobs or, like, oil rig jobs or something like that. Aren't those, like, jobs where you work, like, six months out of the year and then they switch you off or something like that or you go home? That's the reason why, um, you, that's the reason why you work 100 hours a week because you get, like, 
four months off or some shit. So that's the case in some of them. But yeah. I, I mean, I can't speak for all of them. I don't know this dude's <coughs> scenario, but yeah, some of them, some of them are like that, but not all of them. He got a lot. I, I, how often do you go to the comments on TikTok videos? Like when you when you hate watch a video because you hate something. Mm, how often do you watching. how often do you go into the comments and look at douchebags like try to defend positions? Well, I'll get into something there. More than I should. I do it all the time. <laughs> More than I should. It's a terrible place. Yeah. The com- no one go to the comment section. The comment section is a horrible place yeah. full of scum and villainy. And it's just, it's not a place anybody should go. But, I, but I've discovered something. Live videos. Oh, really? Live videos are, 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 are the worst. So remember Periscope? Yeah. I used to be down with Periscope. Periscope was my jam. Then it went the way of the dodo. <clears throat> Those people, toward the end of Periscope, I was done with it because it was hijacked by a large group of the QAnon Trump people. And they were all doing their, you know, their flags behind them and they were doing their selfies and their their videos in their cars. Periscope went that way. It was bad. Periscope's gone. They're coming to TikTok. Are they really? I've seen far too many of these oh, they, Trump's yeah. going to be reinstated in September now they're out there. and I'm just like come on like they're serious they're yes. not joking and it's sad it's sad I've noticed one thing I've learned and this is just an assumption I've made but if you go into the comments and you see like somebody making uh rude or racial comment or something like that and then you go into like the replies for that comment if you never see that person reply and it just starts it's just an argument between a bunch of randos i guarantee that's a bot that's a yeah. bot that went on there and commented just to start discourse i guarantee it that's i have no data to back that up but i i would imagine it's something like that but i went into the comments of that video whenever i uh, saw this uh, this dude colton's tiktok video and it was a bunch of those people that were like, yeah, younger generation, you youngins don't understand like what he's going on about. Like young, the, most of this generation doesn't know how to work. They're all a bunch of lazy assholes, all that kind of shit, and a bunch of arguments going back and forth. Found out later, this dude was charged. I think it was after the video with a DWI. He killed his girlfriend. So he wrecked his car while he was drunk, and his girlfriend what, died. What ended up happening was, and from what I understand with the story. Um, and I've read it in a few different articles and they all kind of say the same thing. He was at like a club or something like that with his girlfriend and like they had an argument there and it, they went back to a friend's house and like the argument continued and he was like, well, I'm going to leave. And he got in his car and like, I think he, I think what he did was they said that he was dropped her off at her house or something like that. And she was all pissed off. And what he claimed happened when, after he called the cops was when he pulled out, she started running alongside the truck. And like was like holding onto it because she was intoxicated too or something like that, and she got caught under it, and like got run over, and she died, and that's what he claimed. Oh, shit. But I it's but it's under investigation now. It it, it would have been ruled like a like a like an accidental killing or something or whatever. I don't know the uh, manslaughter manslaughter or something like that. But I guess it's they're changing it because. The last uh, investigation I heard said that when they looked at the tire tracks and her tracks, it almost looked like he veered towards her to, like, knock her over and stuff like that. Maybe not intentionally to killing her, but, like, to hit her with his truck. So it's under investigation now. I'll tell you what. And you know what? People stop talking about this dude real fucking quick. In prison, the inmates are going to do 100 hours of work on him. (laughs) So speaking of social media, Adam... I was I was meaning to ask you this. There's been some news about uh, your favorite, not TikTok, oh, really? your other 
favorite social media site, OnlyFans. I have a favorite social media site, OnlyFans. I, I, I've never heard of her. I don't, I don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, mm-hmm. No comment, Scott. No comment. Okay. No, I, I did hear about the story, and it's a ridiculous story. It's it's. I don't even know if the story is honestly true or not. I've heard I've heard rumors is. that I've heard rumors that it's not actually happening. Like, um, so who knows? But yeah, apparently OnlyFans has decided to ban sexual ban content. their pornographic and sexual content. So basically, no topless pictures, no literal porn videos that you can get on there. None of that nonsense. And they're gonna go for like. More like the artists and all these other people that they say are on their OnlyFans that are like driving what they're doing, but like it's not. It's a porn site. I'm sorry, it's a social media porn site. That's what it is. I I heard I've heard a bunch of different stories. I've heard they're trying to attract um, investors, but they can't seem to attract investors because of the sexual content on their site. So they're getting rid of it so they can. Uh, try and maybe attract those people but don't th- I, I also heard they made like billions of fucking dollars I don't know why the fuck they need investors in the first place like they're getting a shit ton of money now with their business model it's a business model that works and they're like well we're gonna get rid of it that's like that's idiocy to me I can't imagine why they would uh, want we've to. talked about this on the show before I am 100% in favor of legalizing sex work yes, yes. and this was one avenue that I feel like was going, and that you know way. what? This is this was, this is a way of normalizing it, but also creating a safe space for these. Yes, that's mostly. The key word. I'm going to say safe mostly, place. not all, but mostly women that are on here who want to do something like this because I'm sure a lot of them were strippers and maybe some of them were even prostitutes or something like that. Maybe like who knows what they were doing? Probably a lot. Of, I know a lot of them were probably porn stars who have decided to get out of that game so that they can come and do this and work for themselves in a safe space. Now, if you take away this new avenue, then a stripper has to now go back into a club and like actually run in, like be in contact with men, dirty old men, smelly old men, as opposed to like doing it online. Like it's, it's America, I guess. Sex like, work should be legalized. It's the world's it's, oldest and it's profession. Not, and it's not only America. I'm not gonna say it's only America, but it seems like America has this, has this issue. We love violence, but we are wave our finger at sex. Like, we are more willing to introduce our kids to violence than we yes. are to a topless woman. So, I've never been to Europe, but I've heard telltale. If you're, like, in Europe and you put on the television set, you may see a topless woman in a commercial for cheese <laughs> in Belgium. But they will not show... Like gunfights or bank robberies and people getting shot and killed because that's too violent. Yeah. In the United States, it is the opposite of that. Yes. If you, I know you, you know, you don't have cable. You cut the cord. But if you were to turn on network TV, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and you were to watch, uh, pick a show, crime drama or an action CSI, film, CSI, Law and one Order. Of, exactly one of those. Yeah. And it, they will show murder and fighting and gunfights. But God forbid they show a nipple. Yeah. There's FCC swooping in and going to take you down if you show an areola. So I, I, kill as many people as you want. But if you see a JJ on my TV, forget it. I have a funny feeling that OnlyFans is going to backtrack this idea after the backlash that they received. I think – I don't know who the, the creators, owners, founders of OnlyFans are. But I think – they're weak. I do. I think 
they're screwing their people over. I think they did it exactly what you're saying. They had trouble with investors and bank loans, so they said, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna bite the hand that feeds us, basically, yeah. and get rid of all of our sexual content." But you're right. They're going to see what a bad effing idea that is, and they're going to go back on this plan, and they're going to bring them all back. Yeah, I, I guarantee You wait it. and see. I guarantee it. Uh, so, Scott, there's a funny story I want to talk about real quick. Okay. I, I don't know if you've seen this video or not. It is, um, it is a, co- a YouTube comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, I say YouTube comedian. It's not a thing. It's just he's a comedian. He does his videos on YouTube, but whatever. Um, I don't know if you heard about the f- uh, the flight where the dude had to get duct taped to his seat. I saw the you, I saw a video of it. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. it was like he was like 22 and he was drunk, and he got a little handsy with the flight attendants, oh. and apparently they had to restrain him and they duct taped him to a seat. And it's great stuff. It's a fun story to hear about. This. Uh, YouTube comedian whose name is Alfredo Rivera. He basically did like this. Alfonso thing. Rivera. Alfredo Rivera. Oh, okay. Yes. Thought it was Carlton. It's, for a, a, it's a very cool okay. name. Very cool name, okay. Rivera. Okay. Um, he decided that he was going to go online and do like a fake interview video where he played the flight attendant who uh, had to restrain him. I don't know if you heard uh, the video, but I'm gonna pull this up and. I'm going to play the audio should go through uh, what we're doing a uh, live stream in the video and it should go through to the audio so you should be able to hear it um, if not I'm sorry was this a real newscast or is no this a, spoo- this is a, a lot of people thought it was real a lot parody? of people thought it, he was a real guy but okay. he's not he was he's just some dude okay. now understand something I'm a flight attendant that means I attend the flights sometimes our job has us attending to crazy people if you push us too far, you're going to have to attend this ass whooping. You see, because on this particular flight, I'm sitting in a jump seat and I'm just looking at him like a damn fool. He's spitting and cussing and going crazy. I say, that's enough. I got up and I walked over there. And by the way, this man smelled like a pack of Marlboro cigarettes, uh, four shots of Everclear alcohol and regret. So I know something's about to go down. At this point, he touching all over my co-worker's breast. And where he f***ed up at is when he touched my titties. Because I don't play that. So what I did is I took out the duct tape. I said, <laughs> he got scared, started stuttering. Say, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. I said, yeah, we about to mummify your ass now, boy. So we wrapped him up. Better than any Christmas present you'll ever see. He won't be coming on no more frontier flights at all. Now understand something. Oh, play it again. All right, so I have been watching this video about ten times a day <laughs> since I discovered this thing. That it might be <laughs> the Mummify funniest you. fucking video. It's pretty funny. If yeah. you've not checked him out, I think he's on YouTube. Uh, like I said, his name is uh, Alfredo Rivera. Alfredo Rivera. Um, check it out. But like a lot of people picked it up, and everybody thought like he was the actual flight attendant that was on there and they thought like oh it's a crazy interview with this actual dude and they had their bubble burst when it was a comedian but that's the funniest fucking video i've watched it about 10 times a day yeah yeah it reminds me of that that viral video what's the guy and he's funny as hell i really like him he's he's a tiktok presence he's that he's that like the satanic guy worked at arby's or wendy's or something maybe onyx the fartuitous 
No, I don't know him. Okay, I, I, he I is thought hilarious. For a second, no. He and, and the first couple times I saw him on the, I, I thought it was real. I thought it was like a real newscast of him. But then I stumbled across his channel, and he's just he's just a really really funny dude. I really like his content. I'll send you some videos. I'll post dude, them. Send me I'll post videos. them to the uh, for your distraction Facebook page too, so you guys can see what I'm talking about. But yeah, that was a really good video. Yeah. That, was, that guy's funny. Uh, before we get into whatever we got going next, uh, Course of Cinema and all that stuff, course of, yeah. there's one more story I want to talk about. And I want to hear your thoughts on this because because um, you were talking about how you were saying uh, the younger generation is great and you're praising the younger generation. Well, not for everything, but for this particular okay. old jobs thing, yes. So yes. this is another TikTok thing. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to read you the article name. And let me hear your thoughts. TikTokers demand a lighter sentence for, quote, cute guy who killed a mom and daughter while drag racing. Okay. <laughs> unpack it. Unpack it for a second. So I don't know this story. I, I don't. I, I'm not going to be judge, jury, and executioner unless I hear the whole thing. <laughs> But just, just judge it from the outside looking in, just peeling off one layer at a time. Okay. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That if people died and a guy was fucking going Paul Walker on the place, <laughs> then no, he should go to jail. He should do the correct sentence. I mean, lighter sentence. What do they mean by lighter sentence? Uh, Give them a I month think, off? I think, okay, they, I maybe. think they wanted to do like community service or some shit like that. I don't know that's not what they said, but I imagine it's something stupid like that. I never passed the bar <laughs> exam, Adam. Apparently uh, he's apparently he's a popular TikToker. Obviously he must be. But apparently a lot of TikTok users are rushing to his support. He, he um, I think he's already been sentenced, but he was looking at 24 years in prison for okay. killing a mother and a daughter. And supporters in like a bunch of videos, comments, and uh speaking out loud and stuff like that uh they're calling for they were calling for a lighter decreased sentence on account of him and i'm reading qu quote here on account of him looking so innocent and cute and that's the reasoning for why this person who was drag racing mind you he was um it says here that he was in a 45 mile an hour zone going 102 and he struck a 24 year old mother and her one-year-old daughter and they both Yes, perished. and they both died. Yeah, no. I mean... can I, I'm going to give you one guess what state this happened in. I'm going to guess Florida. You win, sir. <laughs> you fucking win. Tampa Bay, Florida. Yeah, no. Uh, just judging by that article, and again, I don't know the details, so I could be premature here, but fuck that guy. Yeah. So here's three, here's three comments I decided to put into this article. And these are uh, taken from his supporters who wanted to have a lighter sentence. One of them is, poor boy, I hope they will forgive him. Mind you, number four, give him, as in number four, G-I-V-E, he didn't do it on purpose. Another one said, you're too cute. I fall in love with a criminal. Okay. And the other one said, no, two explanation points. It was an accident, so he doesn't deserve that. Okay, no, I, I agree with the first and second. I don't know what he looks like, so I can't say. I'm going to pull his picture up. I, okay, I have a so picture. the first and the second comments, I, I, I agree with. He didn't mean to this kill is, somebody. This is the kid. That's what he is. That's what he looks like. 
Oh, he looks like a fuckboy. <laughs> he Ooh, looks like yeah. he climbed straight out of Twilight. Yeah. That's what he looks like. Um, But at any rate, I, I don't think he meant to kill those people on purpose. I don't. I don't think it was premeditated first-degree murder. And that's 24 years is probably not what he was charged with. But going 102 miles an hour in a 45-mile, there's a reason that that area of the road was at 45 miles an hour because there's people who could be walking there, perhaps a mother and a little kid. So yeah. it, it may not be premeditated murder, but at the same time, he was n- neglectful. He, he disobeyed the law, and because of it, somebody is dead. Uh, so they decided, um, like I said, I'm pretty sure he's already convicted right now. I think he got 24 years. But they decided a bunch of his supporters wanted to put together a petition and sign it as if a petition can circumvent the law for, w- for what things are. But um, one of them was quoted as saying about the petition, I think 24 years is too much for, is too much him. I'm, le- I'm reading this quote, by, quote for quote, by the way. So this is how they're talking. I think 24 years is too much him. He didn't do for perps. It was just an accident. I want you all lovely people who think it's absolutely not right to jailed the young man for 24 years, which is worse than death. Worse than death, huh? Yes. Worse than death. These people suck. They do. Don't read anymore. I'm just going to be disappointed. I, I, I don't have any more. I'm good. good. Don't read anymore. No, those people suck. But that's not everybody. I mean, you don't know how old those commenters are. I know. I was just giving you You were like, oh, are they Gen Zs? They could be. I'm assuming if they're... They type like boomers. I'm assuming if they're... (laughs) type like boomers. (laughs) I'm assuming if they're TikTok users, the way they said, they're they're people that are younger because there's more younger people than older people that use that Typically. That actually make stuff on there, so... Creators are typically younger, but not always. As, As far as using and commenting, my parents use it. They have TikTok accounts. Yeah. They don't make videos, but they watch videos, and they could comment on things. So it's not unheard of for older people to be on it. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, that guy's going to rot, man. Yes. He's going to look pretty in jail. Yeah, he's... He's going to look very... That's fucked up. In <laughs> yeah. prison, you're the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, let's move on. I've, I got no more stories. I'm done. You got no more? I got no more. I got. I do have more, but I'm saving those. Have you been stories. watching anything? Um, You know, I did actually watch something. Oh, yeah? I watched the show Miracle Workers on oh, okay. HBO Max. It's on TBS, but they also put it on later on after the season's done on HBO Max. HBO Max, okay. Uh, do, you, do you know what show I'm talking about? I do, but I've never watched it. Okay. <laughs> I remember, I forgot all about this show, but I remember uh, seeing this advertised. Was it Daniel Radcliffe? And Steve Buscemi. Steve and Buscemi. A number of other people. I'm going to look up actually who's in there often, but um, I remember seeing the advertisement for this. It's basically Daniel Radcliffe plays like an angel. Right. And Steve Buscemi's God, and God decides, you know what? I'm sick of Earth. Uh, I'm going to blow it up. And okay. so, like, Daniel Radcliffe and this other uh, young lady, hold on a second, let me find her name here. Geraldine this uh this one good try good try <laughs> that's day for effort there buddy okay, let me go again okay this one Ooh, okay good G- job Geraldine, I, I don't know what she's been I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else but she is uh starring in it with Dan Rack up there uh kind of partnering up to try and get God to not blow up the earth Word. one thing I didn't know about the show though each season is an anthology Okay. So every season is a different story than the previous season. So like season one is that with 
you know, Steve Buscemi is God and the angels and all that shit. Um, season two takes place in like medieval times. And Daniel Radcliffe is like a prince. And uh, Geraldine plays like this, uh, the daughter of Steve Buscemi, who is a shit shoveler. Literally, his shit job shoveler. is to go around to houses and shovel their shit. Cool, okay. Um, but you know what? It, the world needs ditch diggers, too. That's a Caddyshack quote. Okay. It's a charming little show. I did not think I was going to like it because I'm not the, not the biggest Daniel Radcliffe fan. I don't have a problem like with Daniel him. Radcliffe. I don't have a problem with him, but I'm not a big fan. But you know what? I really liked him in this one. I kind of feel bad for the dude. He really got uh, typecast yeah. after Harry Potter. He did. I mean, he was great. I loved the Harry Potter. He was Potter funny movies. in the show. Like he, he brought some like like nerdy, quirky acting chop, uh, chops to the show. I've seen some good. other things. I've seen some other things with him, but he really has a trouble breaking that stigma of being Harry yeah. Potter. Like I feel like Emma Watson did a nice job breaking out of that shell, but I think she was the only one though. Really, I, I think mean, I think she's the only one who broke out of that, and it's because when she grew up, she was hot. And that's kind of what it is. Yeah, she was. So um, I was watching one of the Planet of the Eight movies, and uh, Malfoy was in it. And I was like, oh, there's Malfoy. <laughs> like, the guy clearly has a name. He's not they called Malfoy. He was but. in one or two seasons of one of the CW superhero shows. It was either, I think it was Flash. He was in that show yeah. for like, for like a, a good little bit, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh. Season three of Miracle Workers, though, I, I did see that's going on now on TBS. Uh. I, it's taking place during the Old West, and they're on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> and yeah, I think Daniel Radcliffe plays like a priest or something like that, and he's on the treads. It, I've seen some videos, and it looks kind of funny. So cool. it's a charming little show. Check it out. Anything else you've been watching? Um, no, not really. Okay. I, I've, I'm going back and watching Venture Brothers right now. They just put that on HBO Max. I love that show. I've seen them all, but it's a very good show. So there's a couple things I'm watching right now. Um, four shows I'm watching right now. I'm watching. It's a sh- all right. We've talked about this before. I was never a huge wrestling fan. No, and you weren't either. No, not really. But you said you had a cousin who was really yeah. Into he it. was really into it. I've I've watched wrestling with uh, him before. We're aware. You and I are aware of like the WWE and wrestling. Like yes, we may not be the biggest fans in the world, but I like Dwayne Johnson. Everybody likes The Rock. So I mean, but you can name like a couple other I, ones. Like I, Stone Cold is a guy. Everybody, I can't really Hulk Hogan. Cooking, but, uh, yeah, but you know, like like there's names out there. They're like, oh, that's like Rick, the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Woo! Like everybody knows him. Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage. Like there's some there's some household names. Yeah. I've never been a big wrestling fan, but there's a show that I started watching about wrestling. It's a show called Heels. It's on Stars, and it's starring uh, what's his name, Stephen Amell, who was in the Arrow show. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. I think I saw an ad for this. Uh, it was. It's actually pretty good really? so far. It just I like Stephen Amell. I like. I do like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, I like him too. He's doing a really nice job in it. It's uh, it's about an underground, like locally independent wrestling, like I guess league for less words. I mean, I'm sorry, this is out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. But it's like, he's the owner of it. He inherited it. His father started. His father died. Pull that mic in front of you real quick. You're kind of talking to the side of it a little bit. I don't know how it's Why affecting it the audio. It, it's not that it's crooked. You're, oh. you're talking to the side of the thing is what it is. So, yeah. um... Yeah, it's it's very entertaining. There's like family drama and like it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good so far. 
So that's the show I'm, I'm watching I'm right now. I'm happy that Steve Mill wasn't typecast whenever he was air. I'm happy he like because that's kind of the thing that made him mm-hmm. big, and I'm happy that he's getting work outside of that like superhero genre. So okay, so on Disney Plus, I'm watching the Marvel show What If. Oh, is that on? I, I yeah. didn't even notice that was on. There's only been two episodes so far. Um, and basically, we, we talked about Loki on the show. The events that happened in Loki basically jump-started the multiverse. Yeah. And What If is a great comic book series I actually used to read. It is different storylines that take place in different universes. Those are some of my favorite stories from like Marvel and DC, those What If alt-universe yeah, kind of stuff. I like them too because they're real short. They're like yeah. standalone. Because we, we know about like the main story for the most part. We kind of know about the main story a little bit. Seeing the alt storylines is, is great. So the first two, I'll, I'll explain a little bit about them. The first episode, the what if, is the scene where Steve Rogers is going to be going into the machine yeah. to get the super soldier serum to become Captain America. In this universe... The explosion happens sooner. He gets injured. He can't do it. So Peggy Carter goes into the machine. Nice. She gets the super soldier, and she becomes Captain Britain. And she's so much more badass than Captain America. She actually takes the Tesseract before Hydra can even get it. So Red Skull, really? Red Skull never has the Tesseract. Instead, Howard Stark has a Tesseract, and he's able to use it against Hydra and against the Nazis. He makes, because now Steve Rogers isn't Captain America, he makes him the first Iron Man suit. Nice. Long before his son Tony ever made it. It's just a whole new, like one thing happens, and it snowballs, a domino effect of all these crazy different things. Yeah. And Peggy Carter is really badass as Captain Britain, and yeah, it was fun. That was the first one. The second one is what if the Ravengers, instead of getting Peter Quill, they get T'Challa from Wakanda. Oh, Black Panther himself. Yes. Black Panther, T'Challa. or he, T'Challa doesn't become Black Panther. Instead, yeah. he becomes Star-Lord. That's Ra- weird. Weird. Yeah. So... So basically the Ravagers are kind of idiots and they ego said, Oh, go get my son off of earth and they go to earth and they can't find Quill. But all of a sudden they get these crazy readings from Wakanda and they go and they find T'Challa as a kid and they take him instead. And he ends up staying and he is a very much a better star Lord. He is so great. He gets the whole like like, He's not an idiot like Quill. Yeah. He's like actually smart. He becomes like famous. The scene opens up on Morak where like he's got the mask on with the red eyes. You think it's Peter Quill going in to take the Infinity Stone. And he grabs it and he's got it. And all of a sudden the 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 guy from the Cree with the Yeah. He comes up, he's like, Who are you? He's like, I'm Star Lord. It's like the exact same part as Guardians of the Galaxy. And then he takes off his T'Challa. He's like Oh, you're you're Star Lord. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> he's like a Robin Hood character. Instead of like being greedy like the Ravagers are, he like steals from rich people and like gives it to like the people in need. He's like become this hope for the galaxy. 
and it's great. And then there's the one scene. This guy ends up going with them, and they go to this. They're like hanging out at a bar or whatever. And he's talking. He's like, he's like a big fan. He's like, oh my gosh, I love, I love when you did this. I love you. He's like, he's like, but tell me, I forget. How did you defeat Thanos? And then instantly, Thanos comes down and puts his arm around him. He goes, he goes, he just, he just convinced me I was wrong. <laughs> he's, and T'Challa goes, the best way to deal with an adversary sometimes is to just talk to them. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, I was, I was misguided. And <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. Just, it, it's a really cool show. That's weird. It does, stand, yeah. it does stand to reason that with the multiverse, there's a universe where Thanos is the good guy and a hero. In the second episode, he's a good guy now. Yeah. It does stand to reason that. Yes. So I'm watching that. What if? Dude, check it out. I'm going to check it out. So, uh, speaking of alternate universe things, I did forget. I watched, I watched The One again. Remember The One with Jet The Lee? One with Jet That's Lee? That's a quality fucking movie. I saw movie. that in the movie theater. That's a it's a. It's not... Great, like it's dated in terms of like some of the CGI, but that's a quality fucking movie. I won't, I just want to see like a sequel to that where yeah. like he breaks out and tries to hunt down his counterpart again. The next show I'm watching, I might have talked about this on the show before because I watched season one, season two just came out, and I've been watching it. It's a show Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Oh. It's a um, Jason Sudeikis. He is hilarious. He uh. <laughs> He's a football coach from like Nebraska or Missouri, like a Division Three football. He gets hired to coach a professional football club, soccer, in England, and he's just so inspirational and funny. And it, it's it's a really cool show. I'm I'm really digging Ted Lasso. Um, and the last one I'm watching on Paramount Plus is uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. They season came out two. Season? season two just okay. came out. I didn't know they came out. That. I saw Boy, season one. Boy, you're slacking, man. Yeah, season I... one was good. Season two, there's only been a few episodes so far. Uh, I like it. It it has really, and so many Trekkies out there hate this show, but because it's different, it's yeah. like comedy, and that's typically not what you get from Star Trek. But I feel we talked about this before it's on the show. show. It's, it's a fun show. It's a fun. It's a fun. I feel. Um, <clears throat> McFarlane's The Orville. Yeah. He wanted that to be a Star Trek series. He pitched it to CBS and they told him no. So instead he went to Fox and made it his own and changed the names, but it's basically Star Trek. Yeah. If you look at the characters and the ships, yeah, it's Star Trek. It but it's it's a comedy. I, li I like that. He show. wanted to do that and they told him no. Yeah. It was very successful. So at then first, CBS at first, was yeah. Well it's I don't think they're doing a new season. They're not, but it's controversial. Why? The ratings were good. It was popular. And they did two seasons. And they they were going to do a third one. And they came back and said no. But then there's a big fan movement. So now they might be bringing it back. And might be going to Netflix. It's a whole thing. That would be cool. It's a whole I thing. I would like that very it's much. It's a whole thing. So watch this space. Stay tuned for that one. But as far as uh, Lower Decks, I feel like they saw what the Orville did and said, okay, maybe a comedy can work. Yeah. So they did that, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So CBS, listen, you effed up with McFarlane. Tarantino wants to do a Star Trek film too. Let him do it. Let him do it. I, I don't know if I'd like a Tarantino, but I think Whoa. it'd be interesting to watch. So Tarantino's a big Trekkie, yeah. and he has always wanted to do a Star Trek film. So are we going to talk about 
the uh, Bad Batch? We can talk about that. I don't know if you're caught up on that because we haven't talked in a while. I haven't watched the very final episode. The last episode I watched was the episode where they captured uh, uh, Crosshairs. Oh, they, I watched they, one and they destroyed after that. and they destroyed Camino. That that facility or whatever. Okay. Not Camino, whatever. I don't know. That that facility. That's the last one that I watched. So. I don't remember them destroying it. Well, they they went to go bomb it. They're remember there. Remember that was the whole point. Yeah, and, and yeah, um, they had to escape and stuff like that, and they. Oh, I thought you were talking about Hunter was captured. No, no, no. Hunter got they captured. captured Crosshairs. Yes. After, it was after Hunter was captured, and then Crosshairs and then let Crosshairs him go. Crosshairs used him as like bait to lure everybody else, and, and then yeah, he let him go, and then Crosshairs actually the, pulled the it, triple cross. It's the it's the episode where you find out that he had his implant removed a long time yes. ago, and he was just. That's a the last one I watched. That's the last one I watched too. Okay. So he didn't get destroyed, did he? Well, they—I don't know if it got destroyed in that episode, but like they no, they started momming it. Like there was there was a whole they were racing to try to get You're back. You're saying to the, the ship. planet of Camino, the planet, like the facility. I said. Oh, I said the facility on the oh, planet. My, I, I thought you said Camino. No, no, got they had fucking three star destroyers. No, they had they had like three ships up there, and they were bombing the facility because they okay. were like, we're done with okay. this nonsense. Yeah, that was the last one I watched too. I I really like this episode. There's I, one more, but. It's out, but I haven't watched it yet, and it's the final one. We'll talk about that uh, next week, then. We'll finish up with that okay. next week. Um, but I really liked this episode. I thought it was really cool because it brought that that darkness that you look for in some of these Star Wars mm-hmm. you know, shows. Yeah, it's a kid's show, and the movies are made for kids and everything like that, and that's fine. But I appreciate when they get dark. Okay. It's like, it's like I always say, episode, the prequels, in my opinion, I didn't like them, but the last half of episode three I thought was pretty good because that's when it got dark. And that's when the dark, that was when the Empire was starting, and we got Anakin Skywalker as Darth Vader now and stuff. And I thought it was pretty watchable. And that's kind of what I got from this one. It got real dark, and uh, the ships are coming out of the clouds, and there's this cool scene where they're kind of up there, and they open fire on the facility. And just really, It's just a really cool scene, and I enjoyed it a lot. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was good. I was the whole thing with crosshairs, like being a good guy, then being a bad guy, then being a good guy, then being a bad guy again. Like the whole time, and, and it was. I don't think he ever. I don't think he ever like stopped being a bad guy. I think it's just more. He's he like you find out like when he cuts Hunter loose, and he basically said, "I'm gonna give you the choice that I never got." Like you. Like, you come, please join the Empire, yada, yada, yada. Like, come, this is what I believe we stand for, and this is what I think we stand for. Come with me, please, kind of stuff. I don't think he ever stopped being a bad guy. It's more he remembered that the Bad Batch was his kin, so to speak. Well, I will say Omega the whole time would say, make comments like, I can't believe we left Crosshairs, you know, and it's like, he was a dick! Okay. We left him. He tried to kill all of you. Hey, that, shut the fuck up. You just joined this group how long ago? This is not. You're not part of this but decision. But she says stuff like that. He's one. Of, he's one of us. And you can see Hunter like that hits him. Yeah. He's like. He's like because Pah. he is. Because he is. She's right about that. She, yeah. I'm I, just like shut up. We it don't hits need him hard. Him. It hits him hard. It hits him hard. He he always felt like yeah maybe we did do crosshairs dirty. Maybe there's more we could have done. To save him and yeah. rescue him, but and then and then in that moment, Crosshair is like basically like, you should have done more, and it's like, oh shit, yeah. like I, it was it was a cool reveal, yeah, yeah, like it's it, it was a really cool, episode. but it was dumb of him. It was very dumb. I've 
Omega's like the most worthless fucking character in this whole goddamn show. She is the most worthless character. She, I don't know if worthless she's is She's the there right for word. the kids. Is what, that's why she's there. It's a kid's show, Adam. Yes, I know. It's a kid's show. But she's worthless. I don't think worthless is the right word. Annoying? Yes. 100%. 150%. If you can go over 100, I would. She's annoying. But she's not worthless. In fact, I think she's very important because she's basically the blueprint that the Empire needs to create more clones, even though the Empire doesn't... They're like racist towards clones. They don't want clones anymore. They want the the research, but they don't want to make clones. But the Kaminoans need her. The Kaminoans need her. And the Empire does want... The the Emperor does want to go into cloning. We know that from the other movies, he does clone himself. And they're canon. So So complain. Deal with it. It's (laughs) canon. Yeah. So... But, you know, this is... Probably it was probably my favorite episode because it had all those like twists and turns and like the whole. You thing like the darkness? There. Yeah, I do like. It's like one. It's like Harry Potter, like those Harry Potter movies. I I actually rewatched those over the summer. They're good. Yeah, they're good. They get good about it. Movie three or four, they get good. So that's when they get good because that's when it gets dark and that's when it gets. Episode like, one and two and even three are very kiddy, very kid friendly. The last three. Three. Are you, are you talking about Harry Potter? Yeah, three three gets a little dark. There's a little dark one and two for sure, especially yeah. one. Holy hell! Yeah. But the last episode, the last movie that's the two parter, Deathly Hallows. Yeah. And the one before it, Half Blood Prince. Oh my God! There's so many yeah, Potterheads out there because that's because that's the one where Snape reveals that he is the Half Blood Prince. Okay. Those like, three, I guess there's two because the one was a two parter. Those movies are very fucking dark. Yeah, they are. Very dark. Like, <laughs> Eva, my, my daughter is seven, and she loves Half the Harry Potter movies. Half-Blood Prince was filmed in Sapia. That's, that's what it was filmed. If you, go back and, I, if you go back and rewatch that movie, it looks like they put the Sapia filter over that fucking movie. It's so brown and orange. It's insane. Yeah, it's, uh, my daughter loves them. She's watched them. But I remember the first time watching Deathly Hallows Part Two with her, she, I look over, she's covering her eyes at parts. Because it's like intense. Intense. Yeah. But really good. Really good. I like them. Um, where are we going with that? Um, darkness. You like yeah, the darkness. I like the darkness. That's why I said Harry Potter, the latter, the latter ones, mm-hmm. I enjoy a lot because they get really dark and like a lot of crazy shit happens. So. so next week we will wrap up The Bad Batch. It was a long season. Yeah, in fairness, so like we had weeks in between where we didn't talk, get meet yeah, up, and last true. episode we didn't talk about it because we had Mike on the show. So he's like, "Oh, I've never watched it." So we're like, like "Okay, right, we'll, we'll skip it." All right, well, fuck you then, uh, Scott. Yeah, it's course of cinema time. Is it really? It is time to talk about course of cinema. Course uh, to remind the people, Scott, what were the movies we picked for course of cinema? So you picked uh, Space Jam for me. Space Jam: A New Legacy. And what I pick for you? Big Trouble in Little China. Hey, okay. Um, I'll go it's first. Your, it's your time. turn. Yeah, I'll go first this time. <laughs> so, I love Kurt Russell. Yeah, right. I love Kurt Russell a lot. Um, this is this is an entertaining movie. It's I not, like it. It's not the movie I thought it was going to be. I'll be honest with you. Really? Like, it's, I'm not saying it's a, any worse, but I honestly didn't think it was going to. I thought it was going to be a little bit more adult. Um, what's the fucking not Only little, fans. Not, no, not Little Rascals. The other one. The, one. the Sandlot. No, the one. What was the movie with... Uh, Richie Rich. No, they were like looking for like pirate treasure. Goonies. Goonies. I thought it, it looked like an adult kind of Goonies. Every time I looked at trailers, like the title or anything like that, or looked at the cover, it kind of looked like that. That's kind of what I was expecting. It's, it's not, from the 80s. It's so. not really that at all. No. It's, it's kind of not that at all. It's basically... It's more like... 
uh, Last Samurai or uh, I thought you'd really like The this Great movie. Wall in the sense that there's one white dude amongst a, bu- a bunch or, uh, blah, blah, among a bunch of Asians in an Asian-oriented story. <laughs> there were some really cringy parts that were like, ooh, he's being racist. Yes. But it was the 80s. So they yes, let it, it was go. Okay. Oh, Kurt Ru- it's charming because it's Kurt Russell and it's the 80s. Like so. he called them Orientals all yeah. the time. And I was like, ooh. We don't use that word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are basically, I think, two white people in this whole movie. It's Kurt Russell and his love interest. What's her fuck? There was the other girl, too. There was, what other girl? There was, oh, she was really insignificant. There was two white girls. Oh, yeah. She was um like a reporter yeah, or reporter, something a reporter, like that. Right. I'm, I'm going to look up the IMDb. Yeah, it. But it, you know, it was. It's entertaining. It's an entertaining little movie. So I watched this movie a long time ago when I was young, and I remember not really caring for it. But I don't really remember much about it. And just recently, when I was in Minnesota, we did a drive-in movie night. Uh, our friend Brandon, I kind of, I kind of created a monster with him. Really? <laughs> That's funny. It's a little pun there. I got him hooked on an old show that I used to love when I was a kid. I think I've talked about it on the show before. TNT used to have a guy, Joe Bob Briggs, in the 90s. Yeah. And he would play old B monster movies. And it was called Joe Bob's Briggs Monster Vision. And I loved it when I was a kid. I used to watch it all the time. And I was telling Brandon about it. He knew nothing about it. But I piqued his interest. And right around the time he was researching it, the the channel Shutter, which is a streaming yeah. service that does horror movies, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting little thing. They rebooted that show. It's called The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs, and now he loves. He's like the biggest fan, and he does drive-in movie night every Friday night when a new episode comes out. He's a big screen in his backyard. He that's cool. He screens that's really it. cool. So the last one they did was this movie. Joe Bob Briggs did Big Trouble in Little China, or, or it was an older one, I should say. Yeah. It was an older one that he was replaying. But And I was watching it, and I'm like, dude, this is so good. I'm going to make Adam a, watch it. It's a fun little yeah. movie. He plays like a truck driver, and the first scene you see, see him in, he's talking on his CV. Mm-hmm. He's like talking like a podcaster or something like that. Dude. Kind of, he's yeah. He's like talking his ass off, not really talking to anybody. And he is flying down this wet road. He is about going 85 down yeah. this fucking wet country road. And I'm like, this dude is insane. That's your, that, this is your insane, you know, Han Solo mm-hmm. character. Here we are. And he's like, he like is gambling, playing cards in like this in Chinatown, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got like an old friend there or something like that who owes him money, and he gets roped into going with this friend with him to go pick up his fiance because he saved a bunch of money and he sent it over there to bring her over so that she can come live with them. They can live happily ever after. Yada, yada, yada. Right, right. So he gets roped into like going with him to go pick her up because he's like, I got to go pick her up and then I'll bring your money. He's like, I don't trust you. I'll get in my truck and I'll go down and take you to pick her up and you can get my money. And so what ends up happening is she gets kidnapped by like this Asian gang. Yeah. Like, I guess they were just looking for like any the triad. Yeah. Like any Asian girl or something like that. I don't know what it was. Or Had to have green her. eyes. Yeah. She, that's, that's a unique factor. She's Asian with green eyes and apparently that's rare. Mm-hmm. So 
um, it just goes onto this like adventure of like hunting her down, and he's like following the car, and he go down this alleyway, and they get stopped. And then this is when like this weird kung fu supernatural portion of the movie starts because yes. it's like he goes, it, he doesn't, but it's like he goes into like a fucking portal, and now there's this gang coming at them, and it's like a burial rite routine or like a funeral or something like that. And then this other gang comes up behind the other the truck, and they're walking down. And also this gang war starts and they're fighting each other. Then three fucking dudes in Raiden hats come down from the sky with in lightning bolts and they're fucking magic guys. And that's what they are. Yeah. And then they start fighting everybody and start killing everybody. And then Kurt Russell puts his truck in a drive. He's like, I'm getting us the fuck out of here. And he, yeah. just, and he just steps on the gas. And then... Uh, the one, the main bad guy. I'm gonna. I got the MD. I'm gonna see his name real quick. He is uh, played by James Hong, Dave David Lopan. So Lopan. We love him because yes, he was I a made you watch too. He was a winner. I made you watch Epoch. Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, he's great. I love he's this dude a yeah. lot. He played like this other magic man who he like appeared and he had like a. Like the stereotypical Chinese mustache, the racist thing, and everything like that. Oh, and so racist! It's so fucking racist. <laughs> and then he like appears in front of the truck, and he like he runs him down and stuff. Like, like holy shit, I ran that dude down! And he like gets out of his truck and looks, and he's just like getting up off the ground and stuff like this. Like, what the fuck? And he like opens his mouth, and it's like fucking Pennywise from it, and it's just light coming out and blinds Kurt Russell, and this all this crazy shit is going on. What I thought was really cool about this this scene was they run away and he splashes dirty puddle water in his eyes to like clear it up and they run through like this area and they end up circling back around to the truck. When they circle back around, in the background, the three lightning uh, ninjas are still fighting all the guys, but they're they're like not it's set piece. They're not even like the main part of the story. And I thought it was really cool. Yeah. So, but it's just basically this adventure of like trying to save this. Uh, young wo woman, this his this dude, his friend's fiance from Lopan because Lopan wants to like sacrifice, marry her, and then sacrifice her to like his god so that he can like live be, forever, live, be like get his young body back yeah. and stuff like that. And it's this crazy whole thing. But throughout the entire thing, Kurt Russell's almost almost useless in the entire movie. It's it's one of those kind of movies where he doesn't really add anything because there's the scene where they storm. Lopan ceremony and he's gonna marry both the Asian chick and then Kurt Russell's love interest because she also has green eyes mm -hmm. and I guess it doesn't matter if you have green eyes it doesn't matter if you're Asian or not so they storm the thing and Kurt Russell is the only one with a gun and he's like let's get him and he shoots in the air and cement thing, yeah. loosens and knocks him on the head and knocks him out for like a good portion of the fight and he's just not doing anything no, and then you got, and then you got his friend who he owes him money, secret kung fu master. This so dude badass. is fucking whipping around everywhere. He's he's fighting the one lightning dude with swords, but they're just leaping at each other from across that the thing, and they're cool trading scene. blows. It was like a crouching lives. tiger, hidden dragon yeah, fight this scene. Is, this dude is fucking amazing. He's been keeping Kurt Russell alive this entire fucking movie. I knew movie. you. I knew you'd love this. Movie. I was like, this this dude is insane. <laughs> Kurt Russell. I love Kurt Russell, but he doesn't do anything. In this what about movie. the thing with all the eyes that could see? <laughs> Listen, so this movie, you think, okay, it's just some, like, kung fu magic movie with, like, Crouch, Dag, Hidden Dragon. Then they start bringing monsters and shit into it. There's the monster that lives in, like, the sewers, like, the big beastly like the, the, thing. The, the Bigfoot-looking thing. Yeah, and then this 
fucking fleshy head with like dozens of eyes all around it. Apparently, Lopan uses that as like his eyes and ears like everywhere and stuff like mm. that. And I'm like, this is the creepiest little fucking thing I've ever yes. seen. It's so creepy looking. Yes. And it's got like a mind of its own too because they like kick it or something like that and it runs away and everything. I'm almost like, what is this fucking movie? It was good though. It was a fun watch. It's a fun watch. Yeah. Oh, cool. I, I got nothing to say about it. It's a fun watch. All right. I got a good one. You, you've been hating the movies I've been giving you lately. Yeah, so Give me something fun. I got a good one. All right, Scott. Talk about Space Jam and New Legacy. Space Jam. I want to know it's what you think about It's time to get this. up. It's time to jam now. We got a real thing going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. All right. Yeah. So uh, I'm a big LeBron fan. Yeah. I very much like he's LeBron. Good. He's good. He's, he's um, nice. Yeah, this movie, uh, it forced a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it forced a lot. There was a lot of forcing it. Like, and, and I'm one of the people who said, "Oh, they could give us a Space Jam too." I always wanted a Space Jam too. We finally got a Space Jam too. So I'm going to take it with a grain of salt because it's not what I've been asking for. It's a kids' movie, Adam. It's a kids' movie. It's okay to be silly. It's fucking Looney That's Tunes. That's the first thing you say when it, about a shit movie. It's like it's a kids' movie. It's Adam. not a shit movie for a kids' movie. Oh, it was bad. It's not going to be nominated. No, it wasn't bad. If you take it for what it was, it's fine. Is it going? Look, is, is I it, like LeBron James too. Dude can't act. Dude cannot act to save his life. Could could Jordan act? No, he no. Can't but again, they though, can dunk. But again, though, okay, <laughs> they can't dunk. But again, though, like I did ask you to, you didn't do it. But I just ask you to rewatch the original Space I Jam never did. in your in your adult age, and you'll go back and look at that, and you'll realize I watched it in my adult age. I I want I wanted you to do that this time though, because I recently did that too before I watched the new Space Jam, and I realized I love the first Space Jam, but it's all nostalgia. It's not because there's anything really good about it. You nailed it. 100% nostalgia why it's a good movie. And this movie capitalizes on the nostalgia. Yes. One of the cool things I thought were all of the Easter eggs that were in this movie. You know what was very interesting I thought about this movie? So you're right, the Easter eggs, whenever they were playing the game or even just at the beginning of the movie, they would go through all the different Warner Brothers worlds as if they were like different dimensions or universes. Mm -hmm. They were willing to showcase at the end of the movie when they brought the audience in all like the Warner Brothers characters that are like not made for kids like Pennywise was there and there were other characters there yet they were allowing that but they deigned to left out, leave out Pepe Le Pew because he's like a, a misogynist. So well Pepe Le, they were background care they were they were basically cardboard cutouts and moving, moving in a loop. Like it's not like Pennywise was killing children in Space Jam a new legacy. He was just watching a basketball game. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's not the same. Uh yeah, I, you're right, there were a lot of Easter eggs. I feel yeah. like they could have had Pepe Le Pew in it they and just have. make him a little less rapey. Or just ha- put him in the background too. So he's like they don't don't even give him any lines. Just like every occasionally he ha- has the ball and he throws it or something. It could have been a teachable moment. Maybe LeBron like takes him by the shoulder and says, "Listen, I don't think we need to you can't be doing that." I mean, you can't be doing that. Act, 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 just act right. I mean, the only thing that's going to do is, goes, is make the adults angry, and then it's going to make the kids go, "Why is LeBron teaching Pippa Lupu anything?" It's a what kids did he, movie. What did he do wrong? It's a kids movie. It's for the kids. Look, Pepe, I 
I know you want to, but don't grab them by the pussy because I know you understand you you enjoy it, but don't. Okay, they have choice too. In the it was pussy cats who he was going after all the time. Yeah, it was. they get the accidental <laughs> white stripe painted on them like, every fucking time. <laughs> every fucking time, it's a black cat with a white stripe. But uh, yeah, I I love the Easter eggs, all the little hidden things. Don Cheadle, what do you think about Don Cheadle? Look, I like Don Cheadle. I really do. I don't, I don't. I already said I don't like this movie. I don't. I think he phoned in a lot in this movie. I think he phoned a lot in. I think he felt he could phone a lot in because they wrote him a check, and it's like you said, a kids movie. But I feel like he phoned a lot of this in. I like Looney Tunes. Are you a Looney Tunes fan? I yeah. I mean, I used to be. I don't watch Looney Tunes now, obviously, but. Well, why not? Because Looney Tunes now is like, I don't have a problem with this, it, whatever. But Looney Tunes now is like, it's like sitcom now. That's what it is. Like, they're, they're all living in houses. And they're all going to each other. I've seen, like, I've seen clips and stuff like that. It's like they're all going over to each other's houses and having, like, real world problems. And it's not like what it used to be where it's like bits. Like, you know, here's a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Here's a Daffy Duck cartoon. Here's a Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner cartoon. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, uh, what's, um, say who framed Roger Rabbit. No, it's more like, uh, what's that one fucking, uh, show with the dude from Arrow children, a modern family. Yeah. It's kind of like a modern family kind of thing. Modern where it's family. Like, where it's like, or like just like a regular sitcom. Well, the reason kind of I brought thing. up I brought up Who Framed Roger Rabbit is because I love that movie so much because so it, it kind of breaks the fourth wall and saying that like, hey, in this universe, there's Mickey Mouse, there's Bugs Bunny, there's all these cartoon characters. Yeah, they're actors. Yeah, the things that we know them from, Looney Tunes, Disney. That's a fucking role they were playing. It's a job. They're doing but, it for work. But guess what happens? Money. They go home to a house and a wife and a mortgage yeah. and they got bills to pay. Yeah. Like, I love that. That's good to yeah, I love I that. So, that's kind of like what I'm, the vibes I'm getting from, from the Looney Tunes now. I don't know. Like, like this is after hours. This is like the reality show of Looney Tunes. I would, I would like it. I, I think I'd like the new Looney Tunes more if it was more adult oriented. <laughs> I understand the, it's a kid's show, but like, it's a kid's show. If it was more like Roger Rabbit, where like Daffy's got a drinking problem or something like that. Um, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It's not better than the original, but you're right. The original was all nostalgia for me. Uh, it's tough to follow up when yeah. you have a movie that did so well, very seldom does a sequel outdo the original. Yeah. It happens, but very seldom, but I enjoyed it. I think it was, I think it was good. Um, for a kid's movie. That's the key kid's movie. But you're an adult watching it. I'm allowed to. Yeah. And it takes me back to being a kid. But did you like it? Not for a kid's movie, but did you like I it? I did. Okay. I did. Okay. That's all I want to know. I'm a big Looney Tunes fan, though. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Come on. That's they don't do that anymore. Stuff. Didn't they take Omar Fred's gun away? They, they, they took... I don't know if that episode... That's the opera episode. Yeah, but I mean now. Didn't they take Omar Fred's gun away? They can't do that anymore. How could they take Elmer Fudd's gun away when he's a legitimate hunter? I literally but heard. But Yosemite Sam still I, has I, his. I, I think they he's took, literally shooting a human being. I don't know if they did it, but there was a news story a while ago where they were taking all their guns away. Like Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd wouldn't have guns anymore. If Elmer Fudd is licensed, and I'm gonna look it up. For, I'm gonna look up okay. the story for next week, and we'll talk about. Listen, it again. I, I'm I'm pretty sure they were. I don't know if they did it, but I'm pretty sure they were. I think Elmer Fudd can keep his gun. 
Yosemite Sam needs to be disarmed. Right, you heard it cowboy. here first. He's cowboy. Cowboys had guns. Hunters have guns. Hunters yeah. use yes. guns the correct way. Yeah. Cowboys are vicious and cruel and they murder people. All right, I digress. We love cowboy movies, Scott. You love them. I do love westerns. You do. Let's pick next week's course to summer, Scott. Okay. I pick for you. I don't know if you've heard of this movie or not. I remember seeing advertised about this movie. It's like, oh, that's interesting. It's a based on a cliche, but it's cool. I'm going to give you the movie Freaky on HBO Max. Freaky? Freaky on HBO Max. It's Freaky just... Friday. Starring Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. Nope. Freaky. It's called Freaky. Okay. You're, all, you're, you're along the same lines as in assuming like Freaky Friday. So I'm just going to give you that as a hint and then I'm going to let you roll with it. Freaky on HBO Max, starring Freaky. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, Freaky. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you a movie. Um, you said earlier you like dark. This movie gets dark at times, so you might like it. Uh, we're talking about Space Jam, A New Legacy, with Don Cheadle. You said you're a Don Cheadle fan. I like Don Cheadle. I'm going to give you a dark Don Cheadle film called Hotel Rwanda on Prime Video. I have heard of this. You've heard of this I movie. Heard, I, I have heard of her. Yes. You've heard of her, but you've never seen it. No, I've never seen it. Okay. I, I've heard it's depressing. That's why I never watched it. It's depressing. There's a but very sad movie, and I'm like, I don't really want this right now. What 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 streaming is it? Prime. On? Prime. Okay. So Hotel Rwanda for me. Yes. And f- on Prime Video and mm-hmm. Freaky for you on HBO Max. Freaky. Adam, why don't you let the people watching and listening know how they can get a hold of For Your Distraction. If you guys want to get a hold of For Your Distraction, you, you can email us, distraction at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Search For Your Distraction at Podcast FYD. We are on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes. Spotify, from what I understand, is fixed. So we're fixed. on Spotify there, too. So you can search For Your Distraction. Uh, we are Facebook Live. Pretty much every Saturday when we record, uh, these videos will go up on our YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the link for the YouTube are in the descriptions in the episodes on SoundCloud, but you could search for the episode name and you could find our YouTube channel. You could subscribe to us on there and see the pictures that we put up and see our beautiful faces that we said were made for radio. And now we got to gussy up a little bit. Um, like our show, subscribe, share us with your friends, comment. Give us some feedback. The only way we grow is if you guys help us grow. That is the only way we get better and we get more people to listen is if you guys help us. We are also a member of the Electronic Media Collective. So head over to electronicmediacollective.com and you can listen to us on there along with a bunch of really great shows. Oh, yeah. You don't... Looney Tunes You sound so disappointed. I just... I didn't say there's anything wrong with Looney Tunes. Yeah. I didn't really say. I just, I just don't watch them now because it's not, not my, not my cup of tea. Do you remember Tiny Tunes? I love Tiny Tunes. Tiny Tunes is my jam. That was I like, I like that more than I like Looney Tunes. I'll be mm. honest with you. So, we're all a little loony. Corny as fuck. <laughs>